0: Hey everyone. My name is Yarrow and you're listening to the Daydream Rose Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited to share my conversation with my friend Sam, who is a beautiful writer and helps people through the process of really reclaiming and honoring their own creative practice. We've been in a mastermind together um, for the last two years, and so I know a lot about her and it's been really, really cool to speak to her in a just different capacity. I think you'll love this conversation if you're also wondering if you could ever call yourself a writer, if maybe you're curious about what writing could bring into your life, if you want to learn more about the radical potential of writing and creative practices, and also if you have intense feelings about home and what that means to you. Maybe you've lost a home or maybe you're really wishing for one that isn't quite there yet or maybe you're just super excited and happy about the one that you're in right now. But I think home and finding home and reclaiming a sense of worthiness is something that we all benefit from and so yeah really excited to share this episode a small announcement for me and um, the DIY business collective is now open for enrollment so I've been talking a little bit about the giveaway I've been running the last few weeks and it's finally here um, until August 10th I'm running a Um, kind of pre-sale, early birth situation where you can get lifetime access for $220. So that's lifetime of the whole program, which is many years to come. And it's really just a lot richer than it was in the beginning. I started teaching this program last year. I've built a really beautiful community over on Mighty Networks. There's over 60 people already in the program. But what I heard sometimes is that people needed more support to actually implement everything that they learned in the course. And the course itself has also become a lot more comprehensive, so it's 10 modules now that really teach you everything from creating software systems to building a newsletter list to self-care for entrepreneurs and social media strategies, and all these things that can so easily become really, really overwhelming when you're starting a business. Um, and in addition to that, there's monthly group coaching calls, monthly live workshops, um, weekly journaling prompts, which I really love, and... Um, quarterly business planning workshops. We're, we're digging a lot deeper, and we're kind of splitting the year up a little bit, and and so we're creating um, more tangible, more achievable goals that way um, with the support of a community. I'm so grateful, to be honest, for my two networks because I really wasn't excited about running a community on Facebook anymore. And this space is just really great. There's an app as well. You can access the course from anywhere. Um, you can set up your profile exactly the way you want. You can share and connect with people. You can ask for feedback for whatever it is that you're currently working on. And that's Something I'm really proud to offer, and I feel it's really affordable for what it is. So, check the link out in the profile if you're interested, and let me know if you have any questions at all. And now I'm going to let you enjoy today's podcast episode. Bye. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Adrian Rose podcast. I'm really excited to speak to my friend Sam today. We are having a conversation about writing and life and relationships, and I'm really excited to introduce her to. to introduce you to her work is what I'm trying to say. I've known Sam for more than two years and it's been so beautiful to see her business unfold and to see all the wealth that she's bringing to creative work. She's a beautiful writer herself and she helps tons of people finally bring creative projects to life that have sometimes been you know sleeping inside of them for years and years. Um, I know I'm one of those candidates and I'm just really glad to know Sam um, she's just such a wonderful person. Um, we've been part of a um, mastermind together in the last two years so we know each other's businesses intimately as well and I am excited today to have a different kind of conversation with her and to also bring it to you because I think lots of you guys will really love her work as well. So Sam, Sam, thank you so much for being here and for doing such beautiful work. Do you want to begin by telling us who you are and where you are in the world?
1: Yes. Well, thank you, Yaro, for having me. I'm I'm really glad to be here with you. Yeah, so I am, so I'm Samantha Wallen, and I am the founder of um, Write in Power, which offers uh, transformational writing programs, workshops, circles, retreats, um, and I'm a writer myself, and so I really uh, focus on just helping other people with that process. Obviously, we'll get more into that, but um, Really supporting, really writing as as a deeper journey, not just the creation of a product, although I do help people create their books and, as you said, unearth the sleeping creative project that has been inside them for years. (laughs) Um, And I am in Mill Valley, California, in the United States,
0: and do you want me to say more about the place? Yeah, sure. Maybe tell yeah. us a little bit more about what nature like is like around you this time of the year to kind of ground the conversation a little bit more. I always love imagining where people are.
1: Yeah, so I am um, just outside San Francisco in the San Francisco Bay Area. And right now, um, which is actually unusual for right where I live, because there's microclimates all over um, in this area. So you can literally, you know, go five miles from my house and have a temperature change of like 30 degrees, um, which has always been astonishing. So right now the sun is out. Um, I can see the Pacific ocean. I'm above the um, thousand year old 150 to 250 foot tall redwood trees of of Mirror woods national park. It's right in my backyard, which is such a gift. And um, I'm at the base of what's called uh, Mount Tamalpais, which is the one lone <laughs> kind of uh, mountain here in in right around at least um, this area. And it's uh, the Miwok people were the ancestral people of this area, the coastal Miwok. And um, it's just a really enchanted place that. Um, has calla lilies that grow manzanita trees the redwood trees and lots of lush flowers it's one of the most lush places I've lived and um, it's full of what I call fairy forests with lots of ferns (laughs) Mm -hmm. and lots of little um, damp dank sort of lovely places that that I believe fairies and um, nature beings live
0: very Mm -hmm. lovely yeah that sounds incredible. Thank you for sharing um yeah. so my first question maybe sounds like a little bit of a cliche, but I think it's actually really important and exciting to ask. So I would love to know how you became a writer Good question <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: you know i I have two answers to that question um The first is that i've I've always been a writer um, as a kid i I I was always writing things, you know, in a journal, keeping a journal. Um, as you know, I've said that I, I often don't know what I'm thinking or really feeling until I have a pen in my hand. So, um, I haven't always done a lot of, you know, specific writing with you know, fiction or things like that, but I've always used writing as a vehicle for really understanding myself life. um, goes back to when I got my first Magic Merlin journal when I was probably about eight years old. Um, it had a picture of Magic Merlin and a unicorn on the back. <laughs> and um, so that's the first answer, the, the the true answer. And then the second piece is, you know, I became a writer when in the in the way that we I think about it now, um, when I claimed that title. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it took me a while to actually claim that. And I know that's often true for a lot of people and the clients that I work with that somehow writer means something elevated and renowned and published and polished and, you know, books behind, you know, to go with it and all of that. And that's just simply not true. You're a writer if you want to write and love to write and come to writing. Um, in whatever form or shape that takes, whether you've been published renowned or not. And so for me, you know, I, I, I would say that happened for me, actually, even until I, I completed an MFA, uh, a Master's of Fine Arts in Writing and Poetics, um, you know, in my 30s, because even as I was going through that program, I found it hard to claim that title of, of writer officially And sometime Mm -hmm. along the way, I realized, like, okay, I'm here, I'm doing this, I I write, I'm connected to writing, like, I get to claim
0: that, that title. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: So, yeah.
0: Yeah, that makes so much sense. I really relate to that. I feel similar, I think yeah I just agree with everything you say and I think it's a really important thing to remember and remind each other of and I'm still sometimes struggling to claim that title and I feel I'm noticing in myself that doing training and studying creative writing hasn't really helped but I kind of wish that I had initially right from the start found that confidence in myself but I think mm-hmm. lots of people actually feel that way so it's good to talk mm-hmm. about it yeah mm-hmm. um so I know that you're learning so much about life through writing and it's, it feels like a very important, unique, powerful tool um, with which you're exploring the world. And, and I'm saying unique intentionally because I think we all write in such different ways. And so I would love to know a little bit more about how you feel you're learning from writing about yourself and your relationships and your environment.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Another great question. Cause it's, it's always, it's true. <laughs> and I think, you know, I think that's, that's really the first thing. I think the biggest thing that I learn as I write, you know, whether that's about my environment or about myself or, or my relationships or, you know, anything is really oh, how to tell the truth and what is the truth, Um, you know, because like I said before, it's like there's so many things that go on at least in my mind and my world on a moment to moment basis Mm -hmm. that writing is like a a distillation process in a way and it helps, it it allows me to um, come to rest and actually spend some time with that process of how to articulate what is in, invisible or or is more of a feeling that that in, you know ineffable parts of our lives the intangible parts of our our world ourselves our relationships and and bring that into form i mean that is the act of creation really is to to take essence or to you know have Invisible essence be brought into form and I think as I do that I I really learn how to um, Tell the truth about what's really happening For me or what what i'm really encountering in my environment or in a relationship um, That isn't always You know rosy (laughs) It can be difficult You know, it's difficult to always tell the truth and have that honesty of, of encounter, because there's a kind of a presence also like that, that comes, um, because you have to really, in order to really articulate something, you have to have, be present to it and, and with it and, you know, spend that time using words and language to reach what lives beyond words and language. And... So another piece I think that comes with that is, is, is connection and enchantment um, being connected to you and enchanted with, you know, my environment or, or even myself, you know, as I write about myself um, or write about other people in my life. Again, I have to be present to what's there and what's real and what's happening, or at least what my experience of that is. And, Connect to it in, in a way that I might not otherwise, and with that for me, and at least what I work to cultivate is that sense of being in wonder and enchantment and curiosity about about it, about my relationships about my environment, about myself, because it is this continual like, discovery process um, and you know encountering the aliveness of of something and getting to just really be in relationship with it and you know continuing to remember that it's it's not all about me it's not all just me like there's a there's there's a whole dynamic web of interrelationships going on and it's it's downright fascinating if you (laughs) let you know if you let yourself be in it and and with it and play in it with words and language
0: mm-hmm. yes yes to all of this I also feel like this practice of really allowing and inviting enchantment and being in this playful creative space with words is so helpful in understanding what our own bullshit is because <laughs> <laughs> reading back to stuff like you said it's not all us and it's not all about us, but sometimes we make it up that way, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yes. I feel that's such a big theme of my life this year. Like, so much of the pain and struggles I've been experiencing really were so self-made. <laughs> um, and what you yes. just said really dropped so deep into my body of, like, if I can say, I'm just really curious. This is really quite fascinating. What a mess my mind can be. Like, wow, you know? Um, that's really helpful. And writing is such a powerful tool. And it's also something that we can give ourselves. I feel that's so beautiful. I really believe in like, being in supportive relationships with other people, in formal, informal ways. I love therapy and um, mindfulness practices and meditation, Mm. all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, even when I'm really tired, writing is something that I can always give myself. And I'm so grateful for that. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes, mm. <sighs> um, <I've, laughs> just just pausing here for a deep sigh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling it too,
1: yeah, <laughs> so so much, so much there. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, so I feel like you've covered a lot of ground, and I can really feel why you love writing so much and why you love sharing it with others and helping them in that process and I wonder kind of where you see the radical potential of writing and, um, what, what kind of, when did you come to this place in your life where you, you knew you didn't just want to write for yourself, but you really wanted to share that practice with other people as well. Hmm. Yeah. Ah, um, yeah.
1: So the radical potential of writing. Well, I'll first, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll speak to, um, the, the second part of the question first, because I think mm-hmm. that helps me answer the, the first part, which is you know I came to to decide or yeah decide that I, I wanted to do this work with other people um, actually after I went through you know I went through bankruptcy my family and I went through bankruptcy and foreclosure in um, two thousand eight two thousand nine during the Great Recession um, here in the United States and we moved we ended up moving from boulder colorado to california to where i am now and we um it was just a really challenging time and and process and and mostly it was um well i'll I'll give some specific here Mm -hmm. because i think it it helps elaborate on what what i want to say and so when we, when we moved here, we ended up in a rental house here in the same area that I live right now. I'm, I am currently renting, but it was a different house. And very quickly into this situation, we realized that our landlord was really an emotionally and mentally unstable man who lived right next door and really wanted a lot more from us than just to be his tenants. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, yes, exactly. And we, You know my kids at the time were had just you know gone through this whole process and changed schools and were um nine and 13 and we realized we needed to find another place to live because this just wasn't going to work out for us and it's really difficult in this area because it's it's extremely expensive it's one of the most expensive places in the country to live here. And, um, you know, oddly enough, that's where we landed after bankruptcy, but we'd found something that worked, but really, lo and behold, it wasn't going to work. And we found, we ended up finding another house that we thought was going to work for us and keep our kids in the same school district that they'd just moved into. And basically they needed to call the, our landlord due diligence and, and they'd all but approved us. And then after they talked to the landlord, they called back and said no you know i'm sorry we we just oh. there's just too many unknowns and for me it was it was that point where i really felt the loss of everything mm-hmm. um, up to that point in my life around home and you know it's a, it's a deeper story for me that i won't go into the details but my journey of home and and what that meant and i literally collapsed on the ground and you know was just crying and just felt this devastating loss in that moment because and I, I i said out loud like you know but we're worthy like we're valuable i'm worthy i'm valuable like why can't you see that mm-hmm. and i got up what pulled me up off the floor was this desire to actually write into what i knew to be true about value about my own value in that moment that I was valuable and that every single person alive has value simply because they're alive and not because of what their credit looks like or what they own or don't own. And I wanted to convey that. in a deep way to people, especially because at that time, you know, four and a half million people were just about to, or in the process of going through that same experience in some form or another Mm. in this country. And so from there I began to work on my own story and my own book around value and foreclosure and all these things. It's actually then that I discovered that the root of the word mortgage literally is, means death pledge, mm-hmm. Wow! and I, I found that fascinating, talk <laughs> about the, you know, talk about the curi- curiousness, the curiosity and wonder of things, yeah. and I laughed and was like, of course that's what it means, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but so uh, through that process, I thought, you know, I'd like to help people who also were going through this process really reconnect to their own sense of value Particularly because, you know, the idea of the American dream up to that point really was home ownership. That was like the epitome of it. Mm-hmm. And if so many people losing that sense of, you know, value in the context of society, I thought, well, I'm going to help people kind of reestablish their relationship to what their value is and what that means to them, mm-hmm. especially those going through home loss. Well, that really wasn't so much a viable business idea. (laughs) Um, You know, kind of with people having resources to, you know, really dedicate to that process who are going through financial struggle and hardship. Mm -hmm. But, but what I realized is that I'd always been, you know, leading writing workshops here and there, and it was always this passion of mine. And um, you know, I, something clicked and I realized that I that's my story, but everyone's got a story. Mm-hmm. And when um, I, and I wanted to help people really discover and go deep into the value of their own story. And the second component to this is in terms of the radical potential. And mm-hmm. this is what happened for me, is that when you, when you engage in committing to the, that bigger project, like you said, or your, your book, um, and I call it your living book, but it's, it's that intention to actually write and name, the, you know, your story and the value that it brings and that you want to share with the world. You embark on a journey of deeply embodying something that you know, but you haven't fully, as fully lived into and embodied in your life. hmm it's an invite your book is your is an invitation for that and that the it's 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 radical because like for me like i knew that i wanted to say everyone has value because they're alive like i knew i knew that mm-hmm. deeply on some level but the truth is i had not fully embodied that for myself in my own life mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. And foreclosure and then going through the process of, of, of writing my story and my book actually led to me starting this business <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, and understanding the value that I bring through the, this work with others and just getting to see you know, that deeper sense of, of home within myself, within my life and in my own story and the value that I have. And to actually feel that and understand that and begin to create a life and act from that place in a way that I never had before, that's what writing has done for me, and writing my book, and that's what I see happening for clients that I work with, um, particularly those that are embarking on the longer journey of, of a private work with me. Um, you know, focusing on their bigger project or their book is they're they're writing themselves more fully into the life that they know already know conceptually as possible
0: Mm -hmm. yes that's so beautiful thank you for sharing um this is a bit of a side question but what you i mean i love everything that you said i just want to pick up this one thing and see Mm -hmm. if you can talk more about this i I just was really surprised by the number that you mentioned of four and a half million people being in this process of facing losing their homes or having already lost it. And I'm super interested in historical events and how our perception of them changes over time through art and writing and all these interpersonal processes that we're in so I'm for example German and I speak to my grandparents all the time about what the second world war was like and I'm just shocked that not every German person is is apparently doing this I'm always like every Christmas come on guys you know let's talk about the war again (laughs) because I think it's really important that we carry these stories forward and that we're very aware of how this was possible um, and what our role is in. Um, and resisting it happening again, and um, I think with the Great Recession, I just wasn't hadn't fully arrived in my adult life yet. I feel like that's something that's happening for me right now. I'm at this crossroad, um, kind of you know checking different areas out and thinking about myself and my business differently, and and really, really valuing groundedness and stability a lot more than I have in my twenties. But when the recession hit, I was just still so precarious and and my expectation was to be precarious for some time to come. So I feel like it hasn't really hit me that hard then, even though I was working and relying on income that I would make myself since I was 11. But I was just like, you know, <laughs> and I had health insurance in Germany, so that was very lucky. And I would just love to hear a little bit more about what your lived experience of that was collectively, maybe that's a strange question of like how would you tell that story of what that felt like collectively to someone who wasn't there? Mm.
1: Well I think first off that's what I hoped you know when my memoir does. (laughs) (laughs) At least through one individual but I think through through my you know I think that's part of this other power is like through one individual story we we change even the larger narrative of mm-hmm. what we what we might think of collectively, mm-hmm. um, because there were a lot of different experiences of that too like there's a film a movie I saw a few years back called um, ninety nine homes and it was kind of an obscure independent film, but it actually was a film that really documented some of the really horrible sides of the foreclosure process and people literally getting kicked out of their homes um, and living on the streets or in the cars and just awfulness uh, and the profiteering that, that came off of that. And even as I went to watch it, I know my husband and I went to, I was like, let's go see this movie. And then we got in there and like the first five minutes, both of us are like ready to throw up and feel sick to our stomachs. And Mm -hmm. why did we come to this movie? Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: But I think, yeah. I guess ask me the question again because I wanna I wanna speak to what you're asking, and I don't want to just trail off. So
0: <laughs> you're, you're super welcome to trail off as well, but I will also ask the question again and then yeah. see where you want to trail. Okay. Um, I think I'm just um, <sighs> yeah. It, it's hard to <laughs> to to really be sure what I'm actually asking. I think I'm just interesting in your lived embodied experience of that time because mm-hmm. um boris johnson was just confirmed as prime yeah. minister in the uk yesterday yes. so that was kind of another big event that i feel like has pushed us forward into a very uncertain future around mm-hmm. brexit and um and a lot of other things that have just I'm not ready to name, I think, in this moment. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I'm just kind of in a space where I'm acknowledging like, yeah, I mean, humans have through times always lived through the most unimaginable things and, mm-hmm. and how we use art and storytelling and writing to process that is so powerful. And I yeah. would just love to hear a little bit more about what your experience of that time was and um, mm-hmm. how yeah. writing has helped you through it. Yeah, yeah. Well I'll say that like it's the only thing
1: mm-hmm. that helped me helped me through it in a way that actually didn't uh, me. Um because it it was um You know, in a way, I always knew that I was living in a house of cards, so to speak, because I, I, my husband and I, we we didn't have a lot of assets and resources, and we kind of always taking a little bit of a risk to uh, build the house that we built. And these, just we didn't have a lot. We were always just hanging by a a shoestring, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So I knew that, but. I think, I think, and as I look at it now too, well, I guess I can say that I can, I can look at young people now in my own children and say that their aim for what they want in their lives has dramatically changed. And I think it was a result of, you know, certainly my kids who went through the experience directly, but I think, you know, young people around them that I see don't have the same kind of ambitions to, own a home in the same way or live the American dream as it, as it was laid out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I think I'm still kind of in that process to be quite honest, Yarrow that like, I, I still am, you know, through the, all the work that I do, like there's, you know, there's always been this sense of how, how do we find home? You know, this is this is the heart of you know. Even as I work with people, and it's funny because a lot of the people that end up coming to work with me, you know, speak to this on some level. And I say, okay, yes, this is the right person to 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 come and work with me in terms of their writing and their journey. Is like how how can the the telling of your story and and writing of it, which was the case for me, be you know, a pathway back home to yourself and the way that then that impacts the larger society, I think, is it change, like it it empowers us around our own narrative for one and and what that really is and what it means. So for example, like one of the things that, you know, like looking up the word root of the word mortgage for me, so much of what I initially thought my book was about it, it's kind of shifted, but this comes into play in the book, is going into the root economic terms. So the terms I chose were um, value, worth, foreclosure, credit, debt. Um, There's a few more, but those were kind of primary. And, And I began to actually explore those through writing and language in Mm -hmm. order to understand how I now could feel empowered in relationship to those because I certainly felt completely disempowered within Mm -hmm. my this culture and within that recession that happened and and these ideas of like being a defaulted one a defaulted person Mm -hmm. which is what I was told when we were turned down rental house so these implications are much bigger than just, um, you know, an individual. They they're other people, and they're how we make decisions about where and how someone can live. Yeah. Um, and and I wanted to, at least for myself, reclaim those terms in a way that that could. I could find a sense of myself in them again or in a way that didn't feel like I, I was um, diminished somehow and that I didn't belong anymore and that I wasn't credit worthy and I wasn't worth, you know, renting a home to and, you know, when, and this is actually how, you know, there's a writing exercise, which I'll mention that mm-hmm. is my, my free gift. If, if anyone would like to have it, I call it the one word or the power of the word exercise. Um, and, and that's at my website, writeinpower.com forward slash free gift. Um, and it's, it's, it's literally the, the method that I used to, to begin to unearth, like, my own relationship to, to these terms and how I could re-empower myself. So again, laughing at mortgage meaning death pledge was, mm-hmm. was one of those moments. You know, the, the word credit, which is such a huge thing and, you know, in this country for sure too, or in the Western world. Um, and the root of the word credit means to trust in the truth of something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like the root of the word birth means to become. The root of the word "debt" means to have a way or to give, to give yourself away. And so, for me, it was—I was really trying to use language and art and creation in my own story to um, write myself back into the narrative in a way that wasn't just about me being a bad person who had failed at my ability to pull myself up by the bootstraps and, you know, mm-hmm. li- live the American can dream. Um, you know, even though we know on some level, I did a lot of reading at that time about the realities of the banks and the decisions that the banks were making to, um, you know, basically make money and cause this to happen. Yeah. <laughs> thinking, thinking that it was, you know, this housing, you know, was, was all, never going to crash. Mm-hmm. And that that just wasn't true. So I know I've said a lot there, but I, I think I'm still working with it. And I think by more and more people writing their stories and their books, like we get to change the narratives that society gives us that actually are wrong or that actually don't include us anymore that telling of our own story and the making the meaning of it and, and, and writing the narrative that that we know is true or that we need for ourselves is actually a radical act of resistance against those larger narratives that um, we are told are true in this day and age and, and that are twisted, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, to in total untruths.
0: Yeah. Does that answer your question? (laughs) Yes, yes, it really does. I'm really glad I asked it. Thank you. No, it really does. Um, I have a few more. I know that we don't have a ton of time left, but I'm just, I could talk to you forever and I hope that maybe you'll come on the podcast again. Absolutely. um, Yay! (laughs) So what do you wish everyone who wants to start writing but feels a little bit shy knew? I would say first off
1: that one you absolutely have something valuable and important to say and share and that you have you know Liz Gilbert said this once and I always come back to it and I think it's powerful that you you never have control how you exist in other people's imaginations and that's always going to be true about writing and sharing your writing. Um, and so, you, you know, the motivation can't be about that. It has to be that place of really um, taking that step toward your deep intimacy with your own self, your own life, your own, you know, longing to share something and express something through you because it is valuable and, and it's unique and it, it, it won't ever be here in this way expressing itself through you, you know, like that Martha Graham quote, <laughs> you're the unique, you know, oh, there's only one of you in all time and space and so you just um, need, you know, do it. If, if you're feeling called to do it, like that deeper desire, I think is um, means you're meant to do it. You know, and again, the root of words, which I love like desire. If you have the desire to write the root of the word desire means of the light or of the stars, that there's something deeper in you that, that is longing to be seen and felt in this world. And it's going to find who it's going to find those, you know, who, those who need it, but only if you actually take that risk and be visible with it mm-hmm. and
0: do it. Yes. Yes. That's so true. And um how do you think, this is a big question I know, but maybe you have a few thoughts on this. How do you feel we can make our writing practice become more central and embodied? Yes. Um,
1: I think Really, it's back to that, what we were talking about before of this um, indulge in the, in the creative part of it for, without an agenda and for the sake of the words themselves in a way like luscious, languid, liquid, liminal lust, <laughs> you know, like yes. when you just start to like pause, and this is why I I go back to one words all the time, because it's like, you know, or like um, luscious, like the L words are coming to me right now, but there's, it's like, let the sound and the the words roll around in you, and they they don't actually have to always convey meaning or have an improper result in mind that like when you let them be in your body and, and roll around in your tongue and like be felt by just hanging out with with the sound or the the essence that wants to just come even if it doesn't make sense like there's a way that that keeps it in the body because the body doesn't always need to have the logic or doesn't have to always be going somewhere it just wants to experience direct Sensation, the directed aliveness of a word, the direct aliveness, because it perceives what lives behind the word, what lives within the word. And I think when you start there, and this is what I do with myself and my clients, as I was just mentioning, that's why this is my free gift, is like when you start with what just wants to arise, what wants to be written, what word wants to come and hang out with it, you actually. Can experience that sensual, embodied um, reality of of what's here and what's what 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 a word can even bring. Mm-hmm. And so it's starting small, right? Because we always want to bite off the biggest hunk and like see our published book at the end. <laughs> well, a book, you know, a book only comes one word at a time.
0: What are you talking to me? yeah yes that's so true i definitely needed to hear that Mm. i love the idea of writing more often just for the sake and for the sensual experience of words so Mm. yes yeah yeah and you (sighs) just
1: have to start there like that's Mm -hmm. the motivation piece honestly um yarrow like you start there and then there'll be a time that comes when you begin to see the direction that something wants to take and you begin to then make choices about crafting and refining it. But you can't do that. You can't start on that end. You have to start with the mere indulgence and connection to the, the words and the process itself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Sam, it's been so beautiful to speak to you and I want everyone to know where they can find you if they want to know more. So tell us what you're currently offering and, and where you are online. Yes. So um, you can find me online at writeinpower,
1: writeinpower.com or Samantha Wallen, com. And, um, as I mentioned, you know, I have the free gift on there with the one word exercise that has a little, uh, written, you know, PDF file that walks you through it. And then an audio. And then I'm, um, I offer private work with clients, um, which you can find out more about on my website. I'm also in the process of putting together, um, I'm very excited about a group program that I'm going to be launching um in the fall and there'll be information up soon about that. Um, but you can email me at, at sam at com if you'd like to um find out more about that or make sure you get the information because I don't have everything it's not up on the website yet but it will be soon. Um, And I always just love being in conversation with people. So I I do, you know, initial calls to just find out what you're wanting and what might be the best support for you to actually wake up that um, creative project or book that's been sleeping inside you for years. So... yeah, and I do also offer a weekly virtual writing circle that'll be starting again. That's called Weekly Words with Sam. Mm-hmm. And that is just a, a hour a week of getting to the, you know, coming together in community to write and share. And um, that'll be starting up again this fall in October and that's also on my on my website
0: as well. Mhm. Cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, I will to do all this you. in the show notes as well. So if anyone didn't catch that, that's no problem. They can find it there. Thank you so much, Sam.
1: Thank you so much, Yara. I love being here and I, I really truly love being in conversation with you and, and the work that, that you're doing in the world. I find it very um, nurturing to my own path and process as well. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs>